everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hey. And today we are going to be talking about season two, episode 11 of One Tree Hill titled The Heart Brings You Back which is a song by Blues Traveler. Hmm. Oh, I know this one! Yeah! There you go. See? Yeah, Jesse knows one. Yay! He's the harmonica dude! Yes! Yes! So let's just dive right in, kids, because lordy, lordy, lordy. We... There's a lot. Oh, such dramatics. So I feel like the first part's a montage. We get an opening montage moment instead of an ending montage moment because, fun fact, this was the mid-season premiere of the show. It had been off for, like, I think two months. So that's why there's this big recap at the beginning telling us all what happened. So we open with Lucas outside Brooke's door, which is just magically open, so he can see a clear picture of Brooke and Felix making out together. And as soon as he turns to walk away, it immediately is a downpour. <laughs> so good. No gradual rain. It just all of a sudden it's just like boom, we've got rain. And Chad Michael Murray is a soaking wet mess. It's fine. He looks all good of- in rain though. He 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 acts a dramatic downpour really right. well. Right. Yeah. And this is all combined with a Tennessee Williams voiceover, which is uh, amazing. I decided not to comment on that this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we get over to Nathan, who, if we remember, was making this romantic apology dinner to Haley. Well, Haley's still not there. So he blows out the candles and we find out where Haley is. Haley's on the bus on the way to New York with Chris Keller. Or so we think. Or is she? Because. Because it it it, it was no, a she, ah! it, it was a daydream. It was a daydream. <laughs> However, she did kiss him. She did kiss him goodbye, and <laughs> immediately said, "I can't do this. I, I have to go." And he said, "Oh yeah, I knew you weren't ready." And <laughs> ladies, bye bye, Chris Keller. Hope I never see you again. Ugh, Season yeah. wrap on Chris Keller, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, raise our two p.m. white claws to that. <laughs> oh boy and then we end the montage with uh deb uh apologizing to karen you know about sleeping with keith and karen just tells her to get out like leave leave my house get out get out get out get out and then we cut over to nathan who hears a knock at his door or some rustling and he's like is it Haley?" and no it's not Haley. it's it's her sister taylor which one? Quinn? Uh, what was the other name? Julian. Vivian. Vivian. <laughs> Vivian. Quinn. And Taylor's response is, don't make me hit you. <laughs> and we we kind of see immediately who Taylor is because she immediately starts to flirt with him. And when she bends over, we see her scorpion tramp stamp tattoo, which is just a classy. Hell. It's it. That's a look. That's a look. look. We thought Haley's tramp stamp was bad. Oh, they run no. in the family. Yes, yes, yes. Then we cut over to Peyton, who, if we forget from last week's episode, um, was 
doing a drug deal with Rick. And that was until, you know, Jake Jake interrupted. Oh, and thank God for Jake Jake. Oh, I missed that man. He looks so good. He looks like a completely different person with that haircut. Yeah. He really does. The haircut, yeah, the haircut did a lot for him. The yeah. haircut did a lot for him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so she immediately sends Rick away. She's like, Rick, I made a mistake. No, I, I can't. Nope. Bye. Goodbye. And almost as immediately as when Lucas turns and does the downpour, as soon as Peyton and Jake hug, the downpour happens. <laughs> and they hug in the rain. And then we cut over to Peyton, who wakes up in her bed. And they make us almost think, was this a dream, too? But no, Jake is actually there. Full on he... Edward Cullen, sitting in the corner watching her sleep. Yeah. Just... Yep. yep. <laughs> Yep, yep. He even says later in this episode, I was just listening to you breathe. I'm like, all <laughs> right, Jake. <laughs> this was before Edward Cullen. So Don't was Jake Jake the original Edward? I know. <laughs> this is where Stephanie Myers goes. Is, is lying awake listening to her breathe how he got Nikki pregnant? Was that the line that did it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Wednesday. <laughs> was that it? Was that oh, the God. one? That she oh, was God. like, this man, this, I want to have this baby. My parents disintegrated, impregnate me, teenage boy. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no. So he explains that he's here for a few days. Um, he didn't bring Jenny um, because, like I said, he's only here for a few days to check up on Peyton. Because we find out that Lucas called Jake's cousin in Savannah to get a hold of Jake to say, Jake. You need to come to see Peyton. She needs you. Which and is actually kind of sweet. It's I, really sweet. sweet. It's really sweet. Like Lucas is looking out for his friend. Like, and I she love won't it. Talk to me. Right? You know, the one person she will talk to is yep. absolutely Jake Jake. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that, like that respect to Lucas for like realizing that. Yeah. Like good for him. Here's the thing. Season one, Lucas was shit. Season two, Lucas. He's Still learning. Shit. <laughs> guys, this is a wonderful podcast. I've had a wonderful time doing this. This is me signing off now. No, I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted that no, he still makes mistakes, but he's much more enlightened and he's learned a lot. Okay, your silence. I'm just gonna move on. Fine, whatever. Yeah, Lucas is horse shit. Whatever. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I will agree with you. I think it all stems back to my theory where he loves his mom so much that he is just really trying his hardest to be on his best behavior for Karen. <laughs> like, well, there we go. And anyway, then Jake apologizes to Peyton for not responding to any of her emails that she sent because he's trying to lay low. You know, Nikki's still after him. And Peyton said, well, you might not have to worry about her finding you in Savannah because Brooke and I sent her to Seattle. And this is news to Jake. And it's the funniest thing ever to see his expression go. <laughs> OK, works for me. <laughs> and then we see Jake spend the night with Peyton. And Peyton's signature line, don't be stupid, get into right? bed. This right? is not the first time she's used this. No, nope. it's not. Nope. Nope. But unlike the last time she used it, or no, it's not the last time she used it because she said it to Anna too now, didn't she? Uh huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nothing happened then. Nope. Nope. But the time before that. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oops. Everyone just sleeps. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> then we go over to Haley, who finally comes home. And Nathan immediately asks her, where the hell have you been? And before she can answer that, she is bombarded by Taylor. And Taylor pretty much invites herself over to stay for a few days. And then Haley pulls Nathan aside and tells Nathan that Chris left town. And he invited her to go with him. But she said no, because her life is here with him. And besides, they'll need to stick together if they're going to survive Hurricane Taylor. We cut over to school the next day, and Brooke and Felix are very much together at school. Um, And Lucas tries to talk to Anna about it, but she's having none of his crap. Like, none of it. None of it. She blames him for all of her crap, and it's like, okay, sweetie, sure, fine. And then Lucas comes up to Brooke and sees this really pretty necklace that Felix got her, and asks her if she's really sure about dating Felix, that he just wants her to be happy. And Brooke's like, yeah, I'm happy with Felix. You're happy with Anna. Does this make us kind of related? Ooh. And, oh, and sweet uh, summer child. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweetie. And Lucas almost tells her that he broke up with Anna, but he's interrupted by Felix, who just immediately like jumps Brooke's bones. And Brooke tells Lucas that she's happy. Of course he does, because Felix is an asshole. Um, Brooke tells Lucas that she's happy, and she hopes that he is too. Great. (laughs) Then then we go over to... Nope, 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 nope. Then Karen, we cut to Karen, who calls Andy. And instead of Andy answering... There's a a mysterious woman who answers the phone. Mm-hmm. And when Karen asks where Andy is, she says, oh, he's in the shower and he can't come to talk. Poor oh, I completely forgot about this plot line. Yep. Yep. I was like, I genuinely, when this part of the episode happened, I was like, who the fuck is this bitch? Right? <laughs> right? I was very yep. confused because I completely forgot that 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 this happened? like yeah. plot line happens with Karen and Andy. Yep. And then immediately after that, Deb comes um, to trick to apologize to Karen, and Karen is having none of it. None. She's having a bad Zero time. Tired. She's so tired of people lying to her. Right. Which I get it, girl. It's, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So then at Trick, we re- we find out that Karen hired Jules to work there. Or Deb did or one of them did. Who knows? Because I think they say either one of them at some point. So bad writers for that. But someone in management hired Jules to work at Trick. And Lucas is helping out. And Jules's phone rings. Well, Lucas sees it that the caller ID says that it's Dan Scott that's calling her. Uh, huh. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So then Lucas the next day. Lucas so too. He goes, Interesting. Right, right. (laughs) Lucas then the next day immediately goes to confront Jules about Dan calling her. And she gives him some, you know, answer about credit checks for the car she bought from Dan. And Lucas is inclined to believe her and asks her to forget that he even asked her about this. And she happily says, 
asked me what? I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. Great. Then, and then he walks out and she looks like she's about to shit her pants. Uh-huh. That is her <laughs> expression oh, the rest of this episode. Every time yep. Keith, yep. if Keith's looking at her, she's like, oh my God, hello. And then like they hug and they zoom in on her face over his shoulder. And she's like, oh, the uh-huh. like uh-huh. just torment. Yeah. Yeah. Which like good. Yeah, good. good. She deserves it. She deserves it. Sorry, Maria Menounos, but you deserve it. Um, then we go to Peyton, who shows Jake um, Trick and all the work that she's done there and kind of catches it up on things um, around Tree Hill. You know, the big this one is-, is that Nathan and Haley got married and Haley's this kick-ass musician and she was pursuing her music. And Jake's like, well, I saw Haley kissing some skinny dude at the bus station. Who's that? With weird hair. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and a guitar. And a guitar. And who Peyton could that be and in all of Tree Hill? <laughs> right. Right. And he asks her who it is. And Peyton replies with someone she shouldn't be kissing. Valid. <laughs> yep. Valid. Very valid. Peyton. That's Good a job. Very Good job. valid excuse. Good job. Like, yeah, yes. that's a good explanation there, P. Sawyer. A good explanation, not excuse. Yeah. <laughs> then we go to Lucas, who goes to the river court to find Nathan is there. This is my favorite and moment of this episode. It's so <laughs> good. It's so good. He tries to get Nathan to play ball with him, but Nathan is like, no, no, you haven't gotten the test yet. No, no, I'm not playing ball with you. And they end up getting in this like little play fight. Like Lucas is trying to get the ball. And instead of Nathan doing anything rational, he just literally throws the ball into the river. <laughs> Yeats it right into the river. It's such yep. a brother thing to do. Yep. Like, no. <laughs> and Lucas's comment is nice air ball, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. And Nathan tells Lucas that Taylor is in town. And Lucas has the appropriate response of like, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Right? It's like, everybody knows. It's Taylor. Oh shit. And the big revelation that happens is Nathan admits to Lucas that when Nathan was a freshman who then got bumped up to varsity because he was that good, went to a party that the seniors were hosting. And at at the time when Nathan was at his parents' beach house, yes, they used the freshmen to get a nice party spot. That's fine. Did Um, you know that 14-year-old, 15-year-old Nathan Scott was like, fuck yeah, you can use my parents' beach house. Right? The cool seniors want to use my beach house to party? Hell yeah. Why not? 17-year-old Nathan, who no longer belongs to his parents, is still like, fuck yeah, you can use my parents' beach house. Right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So when Nathan was a freshman, Taylor was a senior. And we find out at this party, Nathan got really, really wasted and lost his virginity to Taylor. Rough. rough. Just. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who finds it really funny? Me. Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> everybody else watching because it's the best <laughs> thing ever. I'm like, I'm going to give props to the writers on this one because I'm like, you can't make this up. Like, it's just. Oh, I mean, oh they, did, they, they, they did. They did. They made it up because it's fake. But oh, my God. Like, <laughs> But, but see, that's how good it is. But that's a but is it is a great plot twist that it's I so- I especially enjoyed just because of Lucas's reaction because like yep. he's just like oh no, <laughs> right? 
But also, they're at a point in their relationship as brothers that he's not running to tell Haley. No. Which is a far cry from season one, episode 11. Like, such a far, like, change. I love it. I love the two of them together. I love the two of them together so much. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. So then we cut to Brooke, who is um, out with Felix, and she's kind of venting to Felix about her parents. And apparently her parents are home now because all they're doing now is fighting constantly. And um, apparently her mother's breaking their fine crystal by throwing it at her father. And now he lives in the pool house while they still have one. Why why did Brooke have to sell her childhood dollhouse, but her mother didn't have to sell their fine crystal? Because her parents are selfish assholes. Correct. I hate it. Just remember that. Her parents are selfish assholes. I mean, it's not even something we have to, like, remember for future reference. Like, just the fact that they're not around has already proven that. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, she's like, I really don't want to go home. And Felix is like, fine, we'll go out to dinner. That's perfectly fine. And he starts to take her to this restaurant and she stops him. and She's like, Felix, we can't go in there. And he's like, why? Because this is where you made me dine and dash for a dare night. And he just laughs because he tells her, I paid the maitre d' when I left. So we're good. Which is actually, that's pretty fucking funny. Right, like, it's great. It's great. Like, it's great. It's back when I, I liked Felix. I know so we I'm don't like Felix, that but that's still pretty fucking funny that he's been letting Brooke think that she dined and dashed for probably three months now. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna try and get into the timeline of this episode of nope. or of this TV show again. Nope, we can't do it, kids. <laughs> I'm we not can't fucking do it. Doing it. Nope, but, we don't have we don't have a TARDIS to try to figure it out, kids. Sorry. <laughs> We don't have the time to figure out the timeline of this episode. I don't have the red yarn available to timeline the shit on a corkboard. Nope. But what's funny is, you know what it would look like? That, like, that meme of Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what I was literally just referencing. (laughs) That's what it would look like. Yep. Ugh. But I just love that he's just been, like, chilling, letting her think that she did this, and, like, didn't tell her. Right? Asshole. That's pretty oh. fucking funny. What like, an asshole. It's so good. It's so good. Like, You're I hate asshole, him. But that's really fucking good. funny. But it was a good moment. It was a good moment. Yeah. And, yeah. So then we go back to Nathan, who comes home to find a very, very flirty tailor who just got out of a bath. She is always damp in this episode. <laughs> she is always she is, damp. Though. You know what, though? I will... Give her props. Taylor James looks really good with wet hair. She's one of those people that just, whenever she has wet hair, she looks like she just came out of a Sports Illustrated photo shoot. So, you know what? If I were Taylor James, I would be damp all the time as well. (laughs) She showed up damp. She immediately got into a shower and came out and was damp. They, like, go swimming in the ocean. She's damp. I'm like... Why? She knows her game. She knows. She does. She, she knows does. her angles. She's definitely. 
she's definitely playing a game because she's very flirty when Nathan comes home and they talk about how they should go running together and she offers him a beer and then there's very suggestive placement of baby lotion or baby uh, oil. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, but, that was un- like, that was uncomfortable. So a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, little bit. Um, but they talk about all that stuff and they talk about Haley and Chris and Taylor and Nathan both admit that they both screw up a lot. And um, Nathan asks her if he can go get another beer. And she says, sure, sure. Go get another one. So he gets it from the fridge and Taylor asks how Haley got such a hottie. And it takes Nathan by such surprise that he drops his beer and it's Ugh. hilarious. <laughs> Nathan is not having a good time. No, no. Nathan is in any sense of the word. He's not having fun. I think in stark contrast to last episode, the only person in a good mood this episode is Peyton Sawyer. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, that is very true. Facts. Facts. (laughs) Yeah. The episode four, everyone was in a good mood except Peyton Sawyer. This episode, Peyton Sawyer is the only person really in a good mood. Well, maybe Brooke and Felix, but you know. Exactly. She does. I'm happy that she's finally like got like a little bit of happiness. Yeah. Right. With Jake, Jake, like, yes, makes me happy. Makes me very happy. So then we go over to Felix and Brooke who are at the restaurant and Felix insists on paying for everything. And apparently they had a debit card sponsorship because they bring up this fucking debit card. Like, it's a MasterCard sponsorship. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a MasterCard debit sponsors. card. It's a MasterCard debit card sponsorship hilarious. because it happens it's twice. Yes. And I don't know how I've never noticed it before. It but was real bad. It was... Right. We'll put it on our list. So now we've got what? Secret. And now we've got MasterCard. MasterCard. We're going we're, we're gonna to run a compiling list of, of uh, yeah, of when sponsors do, that happen. When do I the car sponsorships me. come up? Because that's always my favorite part of a television show when they're like, Let's go to this place. I'll drive. My new car has heated seats. And look at my blue. You know, like, that's always, you can tell a show is really sold out when that becomes a thing. Do I don't know if they Ford get car sponsor runs? of the show. Who? Because Dan runs a Ford dealership. Oh, maybe. But we don't hear him talk about specific cars a lot. The only time we have is like when he got that Mustang for Nathan and when he and Lucas were test driving that car and street raced with Felix. But it's not like an all out advertisement like these usually are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I was just wondering. I will just say the farther we get into season two and into season three and season four, there are so many more. sponsors and they're it. so blatant. And it's I'm the, here for it. It's the, I'm like, here for it's it. It's the best. It's truly it's so the good. best. It's so good. Yeah. So, okay. So we've got Secret. We've got MasterCard. Has there been? I feel like there's been others. I don't know. We'll have to look and see. But yeah. if you guys remember, send us a DM. Like, we'll. Please. We'll actually yep. take Help us. on this that we don't remember. Because, you know, it's been a while. So, yeah. Then. We head over to Anna, who comes over to Peyton's, and Peyton is just cleaning up from dinner that she had with Jake Jake, and Jake Jake went to go see his parents and all that good stuff, and Peyton and Anna kind of clear the air, and Anna tells her that Lucas broke up with her, and... Anna tells Peyton that she doesn't know what she's doing, and Peyton tells her, none of us do. (laughs) Which, great insight from P. Sawyer, again. And Peyton tells her that 
Lucas must be crazy because Anna's great and she starts to give her a hug. And then when they pull apart, Anna then kisses Peyton. True, true story. And Peyton, Poor is, Anna. Peyton is very surprised. Um, and Anna immediately runs away. <laughs> as soon as Peyton is like, that, that's not really my thing, but, but I don't care. Like she starts to be like, you know, not my thing, but good for you. And Anna is gone. Then we cut to what I think is the next day. And Peyton goes to see Anna and tell her everything's good. They're good. No worries. She gets it and tells her, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to be who you are, which is great. And Peyton asks her if they can still be friends. And Anna says, I don't know if I can do that. Poor Anna. I thought that this was where this was going in the last couple episodes. Like it was, it has been percolating. I was Mm going to ask you if you had any suspicions about Anna's sexuality. Yes. Especially uh, last episode when we found out what the rumors were and Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if Felix is as ignorant to the situation as Anna thinks he is because You know, he told her uh, back earlier in the season that rumors always have a, you know, start from truth or whatever. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I had a suspicion, but yeah. uh, no, it. Yeah. <laughs> the, cool. The, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. my very intelligent point. <laughs> it happened. It happens. Great. Then we move on to Nathan, who is making good on his um, deal with Taylor that they were going to go running together. So they were running together on the beach and Taylor makes up some BS story about a wedding ritual that families bathe together in the ocean and that they should go do that. And he's like, really? She's like, yeah, I dare you. And so she, they both run into the ocean fully clothed and play around in the ocean. And it turns out she tricked him. She has no idea what that means at all. But yeah, so now they're both wet and damp from the ocean. Always damp. Always damp. (laughs) Then... We get my least favorite scene. She really does. She really does. Then we get my least favorite scene from this episode because I hate him so much. We get Felix, who goes to the river court and picks a fight with Lucas because, of course, Anna is devastated. Not really all because of Lucas, but Felix is dumb enough to think it is all about Lucas breaking up with her. And they he punches Lucas. Well, for the second time, he leads it up to. I want to yep. do this. Bam. <laughs> yep. Yep. The yeah. second time that man has used that line, uh-huh. Lucas, you know, now you got to dodge, bud. You right, got to. Right. <laughs> but then after Lucas gets hit, he punches Felix and Felix goes down and yep. Lucas gets the better of him, but backs off and is like, you're not worth it. Then Felix being the asshole that he is literally trips Lucas to where Lucas hits his head on the corner of the picnic table falls to the ground in pain and Felix then kicks him in the gut and leaves Lucas, Lucas rolling around in pain on the ground. Like <laughs> seriously, that's like a serious no. injury. Like, yep. oh my God. If he has serious personality changes from this point on in the season, I am blaming this moment and he needs to take Felix to court. Is <laughs> all I'm saying. Oh my lord. If Lucas is an asshole for the rest of the season, it's Felix's fault, and I'm stating it for the record right now. <laughs> there we go. 
<laughs> there we go. Yeah. So then we cut back to Nathan and Taylor. And Nathan still has the keys to the beach house. Apparently his mom's not realized that he still got them. Because they go into the beach house to dry off. And nope, in the process work. of that... <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Towels in that fire. Nope, she's still damp nope, for nope, some reason. Yep. <laughs> and... Nathan, who's on pins and needles, kind of about if Taylor actually remembers the fact that she slept with Nathan. Um, Taylor admits to him that, oh, yeah, no, I totally remember that we slept together. Sir, why are you really back here? And Taylor says, well, I screwed up in school. I got caught cheating on a test. And then I got caught cheating with my professor by his wife. And turns out the professor was paying her rent. And keeping her, and now she's broke and homeless, and that's why she's back. And Taylor proceeds to tell Nathan she'll keep his secret if he keeps hers. Great. Uh, God. (laughs) Not all James sisters are created equal, folks. Nope. Not in the slightest. (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope. Then we go to Peyton and Jake, who are hanging out. And Peyton kind of asks Jake, you know, how is your life now that you've, you know, since you left? And he says, well, I dropped out of school. I'm working crummy jobs to make ends meet while I have to constantly look over my shoulder for Nikki. And he kind of says, but that's how it has to be. I have to do that to protect Jenny. And he tells her he's going to leave tomorrow. Um, He's going to go have dinner with his parents and leave the next day. And Peyton asks him if he would stay the night with her one more time before he leaves tomorrow. And he said, yeah, I'll be over after dinner. <sighs> I need them to smooch again. I really do. <laughs> no, for the first time, they didn't even smooch before he, le- he left. He nope. got her on the forehead or the temple. And it was just, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm like. Yes. I like this. <laughs> well, she kissed him, but it like, it wasn't like a real kiss. Cause it like totally took him off guard. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yep. need it. I need it. <sighs> yeah. And then we go to Andy, who is back, and he comes into the cafe, and Karen confronts him about the woman on the phone, but doesn't give him a chance to really explain himself. And we're done. I'm now just a student. You're my teacher. We're done. Great. Great. Great, Karen. Great. She's so tired. She's this tired woman, of everyone's shit. She's tired, tired of, of everyone shit. in her life. And yeah, yeah she's it's, tired of everybody. I, I feel you, girl. I've been right? there. God. Then we cut back to Nathan and Taylor who get home and Haley's like, where the hell have you guys been? He was like, we went running. She's like, to where? Atlanta? <laughs> yep. Haley. And <sighs> The hypocrite is really coming out with Miss Haley James Scott. Yeah. And I'm not loving it. It's rough. At all. For a girl who's kissing men who are not her husband, she's really passing a lot of judgment. And I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not into it. Yeah. It's it's rough. It's they're both being idiots and I, I don't know. And they're not giving each other, you know, like if if they were more mature, for instance, like a little older when they got married, <laughs> uh, they would maybe have the emotional maturity to give each other grace and like talk their issues out. But they're teenagers and they can't do that. And, <laughs> and yeah, 
bad. Yeah. I will say neither one of them are really handling it well. Nathan's handling it just slightly better than Haley, but that's just because but he only has slightly less because transgressions he's still against hanging out him. with Taylor. Exactly. Yeah. And entertain exactly. like he's not flirting with Taylor, but he's also not telling her to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Haley, in the middle of their little argument, kind of admits to him that she does not trust Taylor. And I'm like, duh. Yeah. Something I don't know, honey. Face when she says that. Uh, like he honestly just like like she's like i don't trust her nathan's like what the fuck have i been saying for two months like about this killer like pot kettle we're both black like a man who's biting his tongue from saying funny how it works out when you don't trust your sister it's a problem but when i don't trust chris keller like i'm an idiot yeah yep overreacting absolutely yep yep then we move on to Brooke, who goes over to Felix's to return the necklace he gave her and tells him that she cannot be with him for his money. That's what her mother did with her father. And look how well that ended up for them. So she says, I'm breaking up with my, with your money, not you. And he's like, OK. <laughs> but my MasterCard debit card is right? part of me, Brooke Davis. <laughs> And she doesn't want to go home and he invites her to spend the night and she's like, I'm not in the mood. And he's like, no, just to spend the night. And she's like, oh, OK. I'm so mad Which, she's falling for him. I hate right? I'm so mad. Right. right. Yeah. So frustrating. It's oh, so frustrating. I hate it so much. She's going to get hurt again. And every, everyone is going to be worse off for it, not just Brooke. Because when Brooke Davis is upset, everyone's upset, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. yep. You are not wrong. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. So then we go back over to Peyton and Jake Jake. And Peyton is sleeping and she wakes up to see Jake sitting up in bed just listening to her breathe. Cute. Cute. I, cute. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, for those who cannot see us, Jessie is all for this. She I'm loves here. Caitlin. Caitlin is so cringing right now. She hates every second of it. So, there's the two ends of the spectrum. It. Jake, you're better than that. He loves her better so than much. that, Jake, Jake. He loves her. <laughs> But he I mean, also he says, does, but find a better way to show it. Like, come back. He's, he's watching over her and he's thinking about things. You know, he's he's staying up late thinking. And um, he asks her about Rick and the cocaine. And Peyton tells him the whole story that she only did it once with him. Um, she's not going to do it again. And she tells him that he doesn't have to worry about her. And he says the cutest thing ever where he says, but what if I want to? See, no, that was cute. That was really fucking it's cute. It's adorable. I love sweet. it so much. Not I can't. just listening to you breathe. No. <laughs> if a man were in bed next to me, a man that I was interested in, and like we were in that like will they, won't they phase, and I woke up and he was just sitting there and he was like, I was just listening to you breathe. He would not get a chance to tell me <laughs> that he wants to worry about me because I would have kicked him out three minutes ago. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Just, uh, 
it's it's that it's that pent up dad energy. He doesn't have Jenny to like worry about and listen to his daughter mm-hmm. breathe, which I know is a thing parents do. It, it's just like it's a lot of pent up daddy energy. Daddy energy. Well, and come on, <laughs> don't don't react. Daddy energy. Dad. Nope. 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 Jesse. Nope. Jesse, I... stop it. Behave. <laughs> Behave. Behave. No. But no, I was going to say, um, and imagine from Jake's perspective of you get this random phone call from someone you haven't heard from in months saying, you need to come back here. Peyton needs you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he's going to sit up worrying about her and everything else. Like, I love it. I think it's sweet and amazing. No, it's very sweet. I mean, especially the fact that, like, that he showed up at all is, you know, it, it <laughs> says a lot about, you know, how he feels about her. He and... just... You're just not a fan of him listening to her breathe. That's fine. I'm, I mean, you know, if he's going to do it, fine. But, like, don't tell her about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. From Jake, Jake being Edward Cullen. It's fine. Um, we move on to Lucas, who goes over to Jules's place again. And she comments, Lucas, people are going to start talking. And he confronts her about lying to him. Because he finds out that, no, we, I know that you paid cash at the dealership for your car. So there was no credit check. And Jules then lays it out and tells him this, the whole story about how she used to have an abusive Which, ex. Before who, you get into that trigger warning, if you don't like right. domestic abuse, uh, skip forward about two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, continue. Okay. Yeah, so then Jules gives him this story about how she has an abusive ex who left her in a hospital because of what he did to her and left her in serious debt of like $150,000 and she couldn't pay her medical bills. I just wrote Medicare for all in my notes because (laughs) once again, (laughs) big plot line wouldn't happen if everyone just got health care. (laughs) Continue. There we go. So it turns out Jules... (laughs) put an ad out on a website that said she would do anything legal for money. And of course, who does she find on there? But our one and only Dan Scott. I'm just imagining Dan cruising Craigslist for uh-huh. ways to ruin Keith's life. Yep. Just anyone. I bet he's got a list of like people whose lives he wants to ruin mm-hmm. and just like, Finding people online to slot into his list. That's how I imagine. Yeah, which it really just extends to his family. It's, you know, it's Keith, Deb, Karen, Lucas, Nathan, and Haley. That's it. That's it. That's it. Well, those are the only people in his life because Dan Scott has no friends. Facts. Except Jeeves. Except for Jeeves. Jeeves. (laughs) Throw back to season one. Oh, super Imaginary driver named Jeeves. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway. Dan just is really into preying on people with like serious, like life ruining medical debt. This is the second time he's done this. Yep. And yeah. I hate it. Yeah. So Dan answered Jules's ad and started paying off her medical bills in exchange for her services, which were she had to make Keith fall in love with her and then break his heart. And Lucas is, of course, taken aback. But Jules does say, you know, things changed because I really do love Keith. Mm-hmm. Great. Still didn't change what you did, bitch, but OK. Fine. Great. You still did it. 
Right? You done did it. Right? Yeah. Uh. Then we cut back over to Peyton and Jake Jake, and Peyton wakes up to see Jake packing up his stuff to leave, and she says something really sweet about how she had a nightmare about him leaving, and now she's waking up, and it's coming true, and it's really sweet. And Jake tells her, you know what gets me through my darkest days when I'm on my own? And he pulls out a printout of her emails that she sent him. And he kind of tells her he's tired of running. He wants a normal life again. And he wants her in it, maybe. And so he invites Peyton to come with him to Savannah to go get Jenny and bring her back home. He's done. He's running from Nikki and he's going to figure things out. And my heart melted. Oh, right. Right. They're adorable. I love it. I love it. it. So here's where I start wondering. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to bear with me a little bit. Great. We know Nikki is crazy. Facts. But is she like dangerous crazy? Like dangerous for her daughter crazy? Or is she like, I broke Jake's heart. Jake is hurt. So Jake doesn't want her in his daughter's life crazy i think both because let's not forget she destroyed Nathan's apartment in 30 seconds flat yeah and it was i don't remember when it comes up and it may it may be i mean it's in my opinion it's not a spoiler but like at, at one point jake talks about nikki and Correct me, this has already happened, but there's a point when he's talking about Nikki and he's talking about the one time he left Jenny alone with her. And that hasn't happened yet. Okay, yeah. Well, there is there is a point, then I, I won't tell the whole story, but there is a point soon where Jake explains why he doesn't want Nikki in Jenny's life, and it's because she Nikki actually put Jenny in harm's way okay. at one point. Because... At this point, I'm, like, racking my brain, like, is this a, you are not good for our daughter, I'm going to do my best to keep you away, or is this, like, a, uh, Legitimate safety thing. A safety thing. Because he uprooted his life. He is no longer in school. And I was sitting here trying to figure out if it was, like, a weird, like, breakup grudge. Or a safety concern. No, it's more than no. just a breakup grudge. It's, it's the fact definitely that she's... safety. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm that. Not... And she's also unfit to be, a, you know, a mother and nobody trusts her. Nobody likes her. All that. It's a combination of things. Right. No, I'm not yeah. defending Nikki. I'm yeah. trying to figure out like the reason it was so dire. Other than the fact that it felt very dire, but why is he still feeling the need to run? You know, that's well. I mean, I'm... he's he feels the need to run because, as Nikki has pointed out to him, that he he is the father, and yeah. in custody cases, most judges will side at least in part with the mother. Yeah, and Jake doesn't want that because of the safety things that he has not revealed in character yet great Mm -hmm. yeah the the safety thing is the piece that was missing from my brain but i imagine we'll find out what that piece like i feel like we find out what it was like in season two okay Mm. yeah 
I just, yeah. wait, I think we I just find can't out. remember when. And we like, but I knew, I knew it was after he like comes back. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't okay. know. Cool. Yep. But it's coming. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. So then moving on. Then we move on to Haley waking up Taylor by packing up all of her stuff. Taylor stuff, I should say. And she tells Taylor she's got to go. So her and Nathan can work on things. And Nathan interrupts and insists that Taylor stay until she can figure out what she's going to do. So Nathan's holding up his end of the bargain. (sighs) Fine. But also, can we just appreciate really quick the the top tier sibling banter between Taylor and Haley in the scene when -hmm. Taylor wakes up and Haley's just like, um, Haley's just like running around the room and like putting her stuff away and Taylor's and she's like, Taylor goes, am I packing? And Haley's like, yep, that's where I'm sending you. Packing. As as a sibling, I really appreciate it. Yep. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Then we go to Karen and Andy and Karen is in class with Andy and Andy starts to give a lecture and then stops himself and tells them a whole story about how when he was uber rich and making all of this money when he was, you know, doing his startups, um, he was haggling with someone on the phone and he ended up hitting a woman with his car. And turns out her name is Miriam and he thought he'd killed her, but nope, she survived. And he now goes and visits her and her son twice a year. And we all infer that that is the woman that Andy was who was on Andy's phone. Mm-hmm. It's very innocent. It's not bad. And Karen, the look on Karen's face is like, well, I'm an idiot. It's fine. But what was she supposed to believe? Everyone else in her life had really fucked up that right? day. Like, why not Andy too? Yeah. I also yeah. still like, don't get me wrong. I love Karen and Andy. I think that he's been really good for her, but I'm still like, I'm not blind to the fact that he was about to walk in and give a a lecture on ethics. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going. I'm like, oh, he's (laughs) going to change this ethics to, you know, something. I don't don't know. It just just makes (laughs) me laugh that, like, it's like, oh, you're going to lecture about ethics, buddy? Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I mean, That's all. what happens next on One Tree Hill, Brody? I kind of honestly, I gave no shits about this entire storyline because I'm like, it's I, I don't know why we did this. I don't know why they did this to Karen, but great, whatever. Just, um, Karen Rowe and the stupid. No Good, Very Bad Day. I found the whole thing so stupid. But anyway, then we get the most adorable scene ever, which is Peyton and Jake getting ready to take off in her comet, even including the MasterCard debit card product placement again. Because yeah. you can't have a road trip without beef jerky. <laughs> They let Jake drive, too, which might yep. be the smartest thing that's happened all episode. Yep. <laughs> that is true. Yep. Yep. Then we move on to Karen, who comes to the cafe, and Deb's there and apologizes to Karen and says, if you want me to dissolve our partnership, we certainly can. But Karen says, no, 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 no. We're good. And she forgives her and asks her, just don't lie to me again. Great. So Deb and Karen are good. Karen's life's working out. Great. Good job. Great. Then Anna goes to the river court to see Lucas and apologizes to him for what Felix did. 
Um, she then proceeds to tell Lucas about all of the rumors that went around at her last school, which was an all girls school. And she admits to him that the rumors weren't rumors. They were true. And Anna admits to him that she likes girls. But then she also tells him, but I also like boys. So she comes out to Lucas as bisexual mm-hmm. is what we infer from it. And Lucas tells her, that's cool. I won't say anything to anybody. And Anna returns the favor by telling him she won't tell anyone about how much he likes Brooke. And he's like, why? She's like, <laughs> yeah, dummy. I know that it's Brooke. I thought... I, I, this could have gone either way. Lucas could have been a huge shithead here. And I, like, could have gone either way. It really. No, I don't think Lucas is that horrible of a person. We can shit on him all we want. I don't think he's homophobic. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's, there let's, was, let's not say that he's that awful of a person. There was we? just a moment when she first started. I didn't know. I didn't think he was gonna go full on like homophobic gay bashing, but there's a lot of when someone comes out to you, there's a lot of missteps you can take, right? Yeah. And there was a moment when she first started telling her story that he made a couple like, oh, uh, you know, like I just wasn't sure what way he was gonna land. He he did a good job though. I'm very proud of him. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're Great. you're looking dubious. Yeah, I hate all I hate all of what you just said. I hate it all. Like I don't think that was it at all, but okay. Anyway. anyway. And it wasn't. It, it no. that that's just like no. me watching this for the first time. No, I know. Going, no, I know. Ugh. No, I know. So then we get to our montage moments of the end of the episode, and it is first is Jake and Peyton driving in the comet down to Savannah. Or I should say Jake driving Peyton asleep on his shoulder, and it's adorable. Um, Felix insisting on Brooke keep the necklace that he bought her. She's like, fine, great. Karen going into Andy's office with sandwiches and apologies on the side. And Lucas coming over to Keith's to tell him about Jules, but Jules is there. And instead, Lucas comes up with some lame excuse about his MP3 player and leaves. And then at school, Lucas and Anna both admit to each other they kind of feel left out. So they decide to feel left out together, which is sweet. And then the last scene is at Nathan and Haley's apartment. Taylor is again in the bathroom damp, making eyes at Nathan through the mirror in the reflection of the mirror. And instead, Nathan sees it and immediately goes over to Haley to help her with the dinner. And then the episode ends. Yeah. Great. Great. I wrote down, I thought I was cooler than that, and I don't know what that was from. I do. It was when um, Anna was like, I know you like Brooke. It's kind of obvious. Oh, yeah. That's what Lucas said. He was like, I thought I was cooler than that. No, you're not, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, so, my note is absolutely L- LOL. I thought I was cooler than that. But yeah, I, I understand why I wrote was, that down. It was, it was Anna <laughs> seeing through his crap of like, no, dude. No, 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 no. Oh, Lucas, you sweet summer child. We all know who you love. Right. Because whenever you look at somebody you like, you get bedroom eyes. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. 
Your eyes yeah, open so. from a brood to a swoon. <laughs> we know who you like. He smolders like Flynn Rider. Yep. My lord. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was the episode. What did we think overall? There was a lot going on in this episode. It was there was a lot to unpack. Yeah. And yep. I think for me, I think the biggest thing that happened in this episode though was Lucas finding out about Jules. Mm-hmm. Like that I think was the most important storyline in this episode to me. You can tell that this is wrap this wrapped up all of the most of most of the cliffhangers from the first 10 episodes mm-hmm. and it's setting up new things for the second half of the season, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was a really smart thing to bring Jake Jake back this episode because they had a built in like first half of the season recap between him and Peyton at trick. They're like, Oh uh-huh. Jake, here's what you missed on the first half of the season of one tree hill. Right. right. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like yeah. the addition of Taylor. She's awful and I adore her. <laughs> she's just so bad. She's not even, it's not even that she's awful. She's no. just a mess. Yeah, she is. She's just a hot she's mess. Such like a mess. you can tell. And she's, she's consistently a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's she's like Nikki Light, but I actually like her. Yeah, yeah. You're you're like you're rooting for Taylor to get her shit together. Yes. Whereas Nikki, you just want her to go jump off a bridge. Even though like, you, even though I wanted to scream every time she made eyes at Nathan, it's like, no, Taylor, no, bad Taylor. Bad Taylor. Bad, bad Taylor. <laughs> Stop it. That yeah. is your sister's husband. Leave him alone. Ugh. You've already had him once. You're done. Ugh. I, I hated that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Um, it was fine. Like I said, it's it's a nice jumping off point for the second half of the season, because as you can tell, we're not done with jewels by a long shot. We're not done with. I don't think Taylor by a long shot. We're not done with, you know, Anna and Felix by a long shot. Now there's the whole, now there's another love triangle between Felix, Brooke and Lucas. Yep. Fine. Just all of it. All of it. You're so enthused about the love triangle, aren't you, Jesse? I, uh, (laughs) uh, I would rather just talk about Peyton and Jake, Jake for an hour. If we could. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, same, same. But there are other characters in this show we have to talk about. Unfortunately. Especially since Peyton and Jake Jake are not in the next episode. Right? <laughs> You're going to have a really hard time next week, Jesse, when we talk about episode 12, because Peyton is not in the episode at all. I know. Uh, I thought, oh, I I did have a rough time next episode. A little, <laughs> a little... Uh, little teaser for next week. Little teaser for next week, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, Coolio, we have anything else we want to talk about with this wonderful episode before we wrap it up? Besides Um, jumping off point for the second half of the season? Nope. Great. Coolio, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to rate us five stars, give us a like, follow us, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. A rating and a subscription really does help us out in the long run. Especially um, a five-star rating, not just a rating. Yes, yes. Yep. Five stars. Look at you, whoever rated us two stars. It's fine. Do you have a valid... Not we, that you're we, probably listening to this. We, we respect <laughs> your opinion, but it's wrong. It's fine. 
We respect your wrong opinion. Yeah. Um, and then we've been always, over this. The three of us are obsessed with this podcast. We, we really think are. we're we hilarious. Think, <laughs> we think we're great. Yes. Then like us on social media because you know we that's always fun too. We're everywhere at on Wednesday's pod, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of it. We're all there. Also, Send us please the, uh, tell the Drama Queens podcast that we're hilarious because we really want to have them on the show. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> anyway. Yes, please. Yes, please. This is and, and this begins so in in recording time, um, Sophia Bush and Hillary Burton and Bethany Joy Lenz just announced that they are doing the exact same thing that we're doing. And the they haven't announced when they're releasing the first episode yet, but I've already decided that it's now my life's mission to get them on this podcast and do a crossover. Yep. So please tell them we're great if you're listening. Thank you. <laughs> please, for the love of God. Please, 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 please. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. We will see you guys next week for episode 12 of season two of One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.